Good morning, everyone. You're listening to today's news on Morning Mixtape. Today is Thursday, June 15th, and I'm your host, Gabriel Hilti, reporting for CGRU 1280 AM in Toronto. Here are the top stories this morning. First up, the province's watchdog says that the Ontario government has set aside more than $22 billion in excess funds with little transparency on how the money will be used. In local news, a supervised injection site on Victoria Street in Toronto will have to relocate and experts are sounding the alarm about how the move could negatively impact those who use the facility. Next, the European Union aims to implement some of the world's first laws to govern artificial intelligence after passing draft legislation on Wednesday. Then we'll hear from Samina with her book recommendation segment, Turn the Page. And after, the show rounds off with the weather outlook and a quick update in sports. Looking at the headlines, a new spending forecast says that Ontario's progressive conservative government has set aside $22.6 billion in, quote, excess spending over the next four years, with no transparency on how the taxpayer dollars will be allocated. Reported by Global News and in other outlets, the forecast released by the province's Independent Financial Accountability Office, FAO, is based on the Ford government's own figures. The FAO says that the government has set aside $4.4 billion in health care spending, $1 billion in post-secondary program spending, and an additional $17.8 billion in other programs. This news comes after the finance minister for the government boasted in March about a budget with record spending, despite over $22 billion not having a concrete plan on how they will be spent. It also follows on a March analysis by the FAO, which showed that the province will fall more than $20 billion short in funding for healthcare by 2028 as it grapples with increasing demand. Government critics, including members of opposition parties, say that the amount of excess money is abnormally high for contingency funds and should go towards strengthening programs such as healthcare and tackling the affordability crisis. In response, the progressive conservative government has said that the report by the FAO is, quote, not representative of government spending. The province does not have to use the excess spending to strengthen programs and could instead decide to use it to pay down the provincial debt. Double-digit surpluses are also projected in the following years by the FAO, with an estimated $10.6 billion surplus in 2025. In local news, the supervised injection site on Victoria Street will have to relocate, with the City of Toronto selling the building to the nearby Toronto Metropolitan University. Experts are voicing concerns about how the move could negatively impact those who rely on the site. Reported in CBC News and other outlets, the site, called The Works, located at 277 Victoria Street, provides supervised consumption and harm reduction services, and first opened its doors at the same location in 1989. In a news release on Tuesday, the city said that it will find a new location for the site within the next 12 to 24 months. Dr. Andrew Pinto, a physician and scientist at the University of Toronto, is among the people worried about the impact the move could have. He says that the facility being established in the community for many years, as well as its nature of providing life-saving services, creates a risk when there is sudden change. Pinto says that it will be vital for stakeholders to engage with the community who uses the facility, rather than just informing them. He also emphasized a larger goal of recognizing that harm reduction services need to be normalized and society needs to embrace those who use substances as members of the community. 
Dr. Talia Varley, the physician leader of advisory services at the Cleveland Clinic Canada, also highlighted the importance of supervised injection sites and how they have operated successfully without fatalities in recent years during the countrywide overdose crisis. The City of Toronto intends to use the funds from the sale towards city priorities, like building affordable housing. TMU said in a news release that 227 Victoria Street, along with the Dundas Street property acquired in the same deal, will both support the university's growth in the future. In international news, the European Union is now closer to some of the world's first laws regulating artificial intelligence after it passed a draft legislation on Wednesday. Reported in The Guardian and other outlets, the bloc hopes to set global standards for the technology in the emerging field. The text of the draft legislation includes a blanket ban on police use of facial recognition software in public spaces, as well as requiring the makers of AI systems, including generative AI, like ChatGPT, to disclose more about their data used. The Wednesday vote was just the first step in a process with a final version of the law aimed to be passed later in the year and come into force in 2026. Members of the European Parliament now have to straighten out the specific details of the legislation with the EU countries. There is expected to be pushback on the total ban of biometrics as police forces and other stakeholders argued the potential to combat crime, terrorism, and solve missing persons cases. Tech leaders and industry groups argue that the EU should avoid overly broad regulations that might inhibit innovation in the sector. The EU is further along in the regulation of artificial intelligence than other governments, including Canada and the US, which have not written concrete regulations. The move follows a larger push to regulate AI around the world for various reasons, from data and consumer protection to adherence with existing country laws on speech and illegal content. Switching from the headlines to our daily segment, here's Samina with a book recommendation in Turn the Page. Hello listeners, welcome to Turn the Page. My name is Samina. Each week I'm going to make a book recommendation and I hope it gets you turning the pages. June is National Indigenous History Month in Canada. A time to recognize the rich history, heritage, resilience, and diversity of First Nations, Inuit, and Métis across Toronto and all of Turtle Island. Take time to read the stories of people from the Indigenous community. Their history has been erased. We still don't know the extent of the atrocities they faced. Reading their stories lets us learn and helps keep their memories alive. Hate has no place anywhere. The title of the book is Bad Endings. The author is Carly Baker. She is of Métis Icelandic descent and lives in Vancouver. Bad Endings was a finalist for the Rogers Writers Trust Fiction Prize. It won the City of Vancouver Book Award, and the Globe and Mail named it one of the top 100 books of 2017. Bad Endings is Carly's debut novel. Don't judge a book by the title. Not all the stories end in tragedy. Carly has compiled stories of strong women in Vancouver who are trying to find the light in their lives. The stories range from laugh out loud to depressing to hopeful but it never feels inauthentic. The book has fish and beasts sprinkled throughout the stories. In Shoe Shopping with the Poor Class, Carly talks about married and post-married life. She sums it up as the green light coming up between the escalator cracks and worry about getting sucked under. Mall basements filled with the malign bones of women. Women who died alone while their husbands circled the car outside. In Shins and Elbows, she talks about the attempts to bridge the divide between us.
She also talks about online dating and swiping on people in the modern intimate, talking about our lack of humanity as we try to fill the void in us by swiping left and right based on appearance. If any of these seem at all appealing or you need an escape, a quick commute read, this is the book for you. If you find there's a book you want to read immediately, check with your local library, and don't forget to check Overdrive for a digital copy. You can also check your local independent bookstore. If you enjoyed this book and want to share your thoughts or make a recommendation, please find us on Instagram at CGRU News. Thank you for listening. Happy reading. Thank you for that segment, Samina. As we move to our weather forecast, it looks like there will be an increase in cloud cover throughout the day, the chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. Temperatures around the 15 mark in the morning and evening, warming up to a high of 24 degrees. Friday brings similar weather with sun, clouds, and some showers before the weather clears up for a sunny weekend. In a quick sports recap, the NBA and NHL seasons are now over after the Denver Nuggets and Las Vegas Golden Knights won their respective championships. The Blue Jays continue their regular season games with a field trip playing the Orioles today and starting a series against the Rangers tomorrow. That's everything for today. Thanks for listening to Morning Mixtape News, with the day's top headlines and stories packed in a short format. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at CGRU News to stay posted on our latest content. For CGRU 1280 AM in Toronto, I'm your host, Gabrielle Hilti.